0: Let's take off. Bongani and Nala on Radio 2000. So on the line, we've got uh, Lerato Mampontuampe, who's a social media legal consultant uh, dealing with media law, social media law, as well as literacy uh, around uh, digital. Uh, good morning, Lerato. Welcome to the show.
1: Good morning. How are you guys
0: doing? we very, very well. Thank you. Um, thank look, you. nothing can be as disheartening as having, I guess, to find out Uh, About the passing of a loved one through social media Um, What are some of the sort of general guidelines That we need to follow Before we post to the whole world um, Mm -hmm. About the person passing away Not even knowing whether the family knows or not
1: Yeah, I think we all have a a legal and moral responsibility not to cause harm, which includes not violating the rights of others, specifically um, the right to human dignity and the right to privacy. So it is important never to post anything before the deceased family has been notified uh, or has had a chance to post something first. So we we just have to have a little respect for the deceased family and those that are uh, affected by the death. And unfortunately, we live in a world where... There, there is a need to be first. We don't care who it hurts. We don't care who it destroys. We just want to be first. So I think we just need to exercise care and consideration and matters that involve the private lives and concerns of individuals, even if those individuals are public figures. I mean, there are ways where, you know, we can still uh, break the news without mentioning the identity of, of, of the person or even confirming the 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 cause of death when the family doesn't know, you know, in this situation, there was no need for for the person's name to be announced or the video to be circulating. Um, You know, there was a way that you could, you could have, there could have been a headline that says prominent rapper's fiance has died in a fatal incident. More details to follow, you know, or a body of a 22 year old was found in Cape Town. No, like there was, certain ways that you can do it without um, invading or infringing, um, you know, the privacy of the family. Yeah. And I mean, I, I want to know from you, do you think enough is being done to educate people on how to handle the, the, the dissemination of news on social media platforms? Because mm. it seems as though people actually don't know. Yeah, no, people definitely don't know. And I think that um, there are people who are trying to, you know, to do that work. I do that work as well. I try to do and educate people as much as I can but unfortunately because everybody has a smartphone everybody thinks they're a journalist but they actually don't understand that, you know, journalists have to to act a certain way and there's a certain code that they have to adhere to in reporting the news and unfortunately on social media you just think, ah, I want to be the first, I want to be breaking news, I want to be relevant my post needs to be first, you know it needs to be the trending one because I know this type of of information and there are legal implications that flow from that um, especially yeah. if somebody's working at a hospital or for example the police officers if the, somebody from the police was working there they taken a picture and they, they probably maybe um, identify the deceased or they identify that this person is, is a celebrity and then they post there are legal implications for them in terms of the disciplinary um, actions that will follow from the employer also just the ethical and moral, um, you know, uh, legal behavior that will come from that. and then, obviously, if 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 if, if the family feels very aggrieved by this and they feel that, you know, their they, they child, um, you know, that they are emotionally distressed and that the child uh, or the, the person who, who has passed away, they've impaired on their dignity and their reputation. They, they may um, file a civil suit and claim for damages in terms of the invasion and, and infringement of, of, of privacy.
0: Loretta, I think you spoke about people That generally understand what needs to happen I mean, obviously you spoke about journalists You spoke about the police um, And you spoke about the fact that people should respect um, I think uh, the family As well as, I guess, have ethics But people don't respect other people And people don't Mm -hmm. have ethics And a lot of times, the people that actually Break these stories, like the one that we're talking about Which is the Nelly Nelly story Are not journalists, Mm -hmm. right? So, how practical is it for me as ubongani to really get arrested? I mean, I know we say there's a law and you can get sued. But guys, how practical is it? I'm at home and I, and I tweet your picture And say whatever I want about you How mm-hmm. do you then get hold of me? You know, I, I don't know Is it practical? I know we have all these laws But how practical yeah. is it For you to actually arrest me and, 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 and take me to task?
1: So, I mean, the law is evolving And there are more and more Legislations that are coming in place Where um, certain things like this You can be identified I mean, as soon as you have A, a social media platform You have logged in With some sort of Personal information you use maybe Your cell phone number Your email address And it can be traced back to and even the devices. So there are laws in place. And unfortunately, it's just the implementation and obviously the resources in trying to find the perpetrators of these people who actually post these things. So, um, you know, in cases like this, we definitely have to work together with government and some of these institutions that actually find this. Um, And that's why, you know, people just need to, if you want to lodge a claim, it's important that you see somebody who can be able to assist you because these people can be identified and they can definitely be uh, brought to book. And the unfortunate thing is that, um, you know, if you're a public figure or somebody of prominent and you've also now retweeted or reposted um, that content, then we will go after you first, whoever, Mm. you know, will follow. Because whoever uh, posts after that will follow. But if we we have a prominent person or somebody who we can um, identify, then we definitely go after that person. Because remember that in terms of South African law, there's something that we call, the chain of publication and the chain of publication means that you will be liable if, even if you just repost or you reshare or you retweet something that might have been uh, defamatory uh, or a- an invasion of privacy or something yeah. that is untrue.
0: Um, Lerato, yes. in wrapping, I see a story comes through on, on WhatsApp. I'm not a journalist. Um, no one else has tweeted about it. Mm-hmm. Give me two things that I should or shouldn't do.
1: Definitely, don't share that information um, with other people. Um, I would advise that you know call a, 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 a journalist or call um, a radio station where you can tell them this, and they have the resources actually to investigate and to to actually break the story officially. Because if you if you just post it and you don't know who you're, you're going to be competing against, and somebody might just sue you for defamation, invasion of, of, of um, privacy, or even criminal urea, which is um, an infringement of human dignity.
0: So in wrapping, thank you so much, Lerato. Ne?
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: <laughs> uh, that was Lerato, a yeah. social media legal consultant. Uh, telling us on what to do, guys, when these things happen. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. with Bongani and Nala. Let's take off.